0: Hi, everyone. Dan Cassidy here. Welcome back to UBS Market Moves. It was a busy week on the economic data calendar. We, of course, also had a very key Fed policy meeting. So joining us here to break it all down for us, provide some highlights and takeaways. Glad to welcome back Senior Economist Americas with the UBS Chief Investment Office, Brian Rose. With that, Brian, welcome back. I'll pass it over to you for some takeaways.
1: A lot to talk about this week. I, I can't cover everything. I'm just going to go through the, the highlights. Uh, starting with the FOMC meeting, uh, so as you've probably seen, the Fed hiked rates by another twenty five basis points. The Fed funds rate target range is now five and to five and a half percent. That's the highest since two thousand one. And the Fed maintains a tightening bias in the sense that at the next meeting, there are two choices, either hike rates again or leave them unchanged. Uh, you know, there's no, no possibility of a cut. So in that sense, the, the, the bias is towards further uh, tightening. And uh, in the press conference, Fed Chair Powell um, Kind of laid out, you know what what they're focusing on, and he talked about you know, between now and the next FOMC meeting uh, on the 20th of September, they're going to get two months of inflation data and two months of labor data, and really that holds the key as to what they're going to do uh, from here. Uh, so you know our view is that the fed is done raising rates that the, you know the the hike this week will be the last in the cycle so you know as as Paul was talking about they get two more months of inflation data and we expect that data to be soft enough that the fed you know especially to hike two meetings in a row at this point is uh, you know you need you need something a uh, you know, strong incentive to do that and the inflation data should be soft enough that the fed doesn't want to hike in September, and then the meeting after that is November 1st, and by then, we're expecting the economy to be cooling off and the overall data to be soft enough that the Fed will perceive that further hikes aren't needed. And a really important point that came up in in Powell's press conference is that the Fed sees their policy currently as restrictive. So this is a real question, you know, just how tight is monetary policy, but at, at the least, Fed thinks that the current level is restrictive, and in that sense, they can be patient. Uh, the, the thinking is that if they just maintain the current level of rates, this will be enough to slow the economy and they can just uh, wait, you know, sit there and wait for inflation to come down. So you know, not uh, strong the need to raise rates further, uh, you know, given given that thinking. But of course, everything depends on how the, the data comes in. And now, one issue for the Fed is that uh, this week we had second quarter GDP that came in at 2.4 percent growth rate, uh, driven by consumer spending and business investment, especially. Equipment investment had a big rebound after a big drop in uh, the first quarter. Now, we've had the growth above trend, above the Fed's estimate of potential GDP growth, which is 1.8%, the last four quarters in a row, right? So second quarter, 2.4, four quarters in a row that we've been above 1.8%. And, you know, considering that, we have to consider ourselves really lucky that inflation has been slowing despite the fact that the economy is growing faster than potential uh, inflation is still slowing and that's you know normally not what you would expect but we're getting help from the supply side so uh, a lot of uh, the, the problems in the supply chain have improved uh, you know things like transportation costs you know especially moving a cargo container from Asia uh, into the U.S. you know that that's price has dropped close uh, to normal again and also in terms of labor supply the labor force participation rate has rebounded Um, you know we're more or less back where we were uh, before the pandemic and in some cases actually higher in in the younger age groups and we've had a lot of immigrant labor coming in helping to fill in uh, you know the job shortages and keep the economy growing Uh, and again at the same time you see uh, you know inflation inflation coming down so you know we have to in terms of we've been really fortunate that we've had that combination but realistically you know, we need growth to slow to something below one point eight percent below the potential growth rate in order for inflation to keep coming down towards the fed's two percent target and uh, I should mention this morning we had The monthly details of the PCE in price index, which is the one that the Fed pays attention to, and we had the core PCE in June up only 17 basis points month over month. This is the kind of number that the Fed needs to see. So that is more or less a 2% annualized pace. And if we keep getting data like this, the Fed is done uh, raising rates uh, for sure. All right. The one other important uh, data release this morning was the employment cost index for the second quarter. Powell did actually mention that specifically in his press conference. It showed the total uh, compensation rising 1% quarter over quarter in the second quarter. That's down from 1.2% in the first quarter. And it's the lowest since the second quarter of, of 2021. So the lowest the smallest increase in two years. And it's still too high to be compatible with the Fed's uh, in 2% inflation target. But at least it did slow. And this is really, really important that, you know, this number is going in, uh, in the right direction. And now the interesting thing, though, is, you know, you combine the slowing inflation with the wage growth which is still you know really solid and also the you know, strong job growth and it means that from the household perspective you know the the wage income is rising faster than uh, than inflation now and the real disposable income is rising uh, so this is a really the key to finally achieving a soft landing which is that You know, households have been uh, using up their excess savings that were built during the the pandemic. Savings rate is uh, too low to be sustainable. Uh, You know, recently, it's been in in the low fours. It's around half the level that we were at before the pandemic. And, you know, you, you consider the baby boomers are all, you know, getting ready for retirement and all that. The savings rate, I think, has to rise, but... With real disposable income rising at a good pace now, it's possible for both the savings rate to rise and for consumers to keep increasing their spending in, in real terms. So you can get both, and that's what you need for a soft landing is that, uh, you know, the, you have both uh, some growth in consumer spending to keep the recovery going, uh, but also the savings rate rising to uh, sustainable level you know this is uh, this is what we need and at least so far things have gone yeah really well um, you also see consumer confidence has been rising recently we got more data this week. I think uh, mainly because inflation is is lower you know consumers hate inflation and the uh, the lower inflation is helping to boost confidence so you know everything looking really good at the moment uh, you know the the recovery is looking. Sustainable, and you see uh, more and more economists, including the Fed staff, thinking that we can achieve a soft landing—that it is possible to get inflation down uh, without a hard landing, without a big jump in the unemployment rate. Okay, now turning to next week, uh, yeah, more key data, uh, especially you know as Powell mentioned, they get two months of labor data, and we're going to get uh, you know one of those months out next week on Friday. We'll get the payroll data for July, and also early in the week, we'll get the JOLTS job openings. Uh, Obviously, this is really, really key uh, data at the moment. Uh, We'll also get the ISM, the PMIs for both manufacturing and services. This, I, I think, is very useful because it gives you a timely snapshot of economic conditions. and Especially the services is really important because that's most of the economy, And it had a nice rebound in June. We'll see if that's sustained in uh, in the July data. Uh, One other thing to mention: We'll get July vehicle sales, and uh, in my view, you know, the vehicle sales have been stronger this year, and it's uh, one of the keys to keeping the recovery going. Uh, So you see, uh, you know, not only. Uh, auto production in the, in the short run or, or consumers buying uh, autos but uh, investment in the transition to electric vehicles this is really important support for the economy at the moment. so building factories uh, for battery production or even the you know increasing the supply of minerals that are needed to go into the, the batteries, uh, revamping uh, existing factories so, you know to to transition to you know be able to produce more electric vehicles in the future investment in the charging stations in the electric grid needed to handle you know the higher higher demand for electricity and being able to charge all these you know, this whole thing is an uh, you know important driver of the economy at the moment and uh, you know there you look at what's happening recently there's some real questions as to the strength of uh, vehicle demand even with the, the subsidies for for EVs uh, so my view yeah the, this uh, ve- vehicle sales number is an important number to keep an eye on. okay that's it for this week. Thanks for listening. I'm Brian Earth.